Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to another awesome episode of Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. Ree, with Modern Manual Therapy, the Eclectic Approach, Edge Mobility System, and UpDoc Media. And my brand new co-host, who is not Jason Shaden, is... Dr. Andrew Rothschild. Andrew is an MMT uh, team member. He is the mem- he is a uh, faculty, lead faculty for uh, the Eclectic Approach to Modern Patient education coming soon, maybe even live and online or ready to be hosted by the time you hear this, depending on when you hear this, because I have no idea when you will. Uh, but today, Andrew has a story for us uh, that he, uh, he told me oh, uh, the last time he assisted me in September 2018 um, at Mountain River PT, which was a great course, and I was glad to have him. But this is a story that I think some of us can kind of relate to, but I'm not sure <laughs> how often this might happen to you if you... Uh, if you're into pain science and pain science uh, education. Yeah, so this uh, brings me back because I think the first time that you had me on as a guest, or some, uh, maybe a year or two ago, I told a story about a, a, uh, a pain science education disaster that I experienced uh, when I was living in Memphis for a couple of years. And uh, pretty things have been really pretty smooth sailing uh, for the most part on that front until uh, a few weeks ago. And I was talking to uh, one of my own patients uh, about pain, and I was sort of relaying some different stories uh, that probably some of us are familiar that, uh, you know, Adrian Lowe has talked about one of the classic stories with a construction worker uh, in Australia coming in with a nail in his boot, and he was in an incredible amount of pain. And as it turned out, the the nail had gone between his toes. Just again, one of those, you know, just demonstrating how pain uh, can be sometimes as, as an output from the brain can be misleading in, in certain situations. And then I was talking about uh, the famous TED Talk that Laura Mimosley gave, and I was relaying the story that he told about himself with um, getting bitten by the snake when he went down to, the, when he was about to go bathe in, in, the, in the river. And then the next time he had a similar uh, sensation of something brushing his uh, side of his leg that he has an incredible amount of pain, but this time it was only a twig. So I was kind of relaying these stories, and I and I and I used a word that uh, Lorimer used in the podcast in the TED talk that you know his 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 goal of this pod tech was to talk about how you know pain comes from the brain that pain is often an illusion, and that word must have been a trigger because there was another woman a couple of a couple tables over who was not my patient she was a patient of my colleagues who all of a sudden sat up straight and started laying into me. Um, about what I had been discussing with my patient, and then that I didn't know that I didn't know what I was talking about. That I was setting pain back, you know, tens of hundreds of years. Uh, that pain comes from the tissue and, and all these kinds of things. And I was taken aback at first. I obviously was not expecting it. And um, I must say that I'm going to throw in a plug here for mindfulness. <laughs> Had it not been for mindfulness training that I've done over the past couple of years, I probably would have completely lost my cool uh, at, with that situation, with the way that she was was talking to me. Um, 
but I kind of maintained a cool exterior, although inside I was getting pretty heated. And I was trying to explain to her, you know, I apologize I, that I didn't mean that term may have not, you know, but I was, I was just quoting somebody else's a line from a, a TED talk. And I was trying to relate to how, uh, how, how pain can be just this very challenging and multi-layered uh, experience. Um, and, I, and I gave her a few resources uh, that she could look up, including the TED talk and uh, the, the information from Greg Lehman and, and, I, and um, even uh, Beth Darnell out in uh, Stanford. But it was just one of those things that she, it was uh, unforeseen. And then the, the, the sort of the fervor that she, that she kind of came at me with was, uh, was, was pretty intense. And uh, I actually got complimented by a couple of my colleagues in terms of how I handled it. Uh, and, you know, people who I've worked with now for a couple, for quite some time and said that they knew that had this situation occurred even like four years ago, that it would have been handled uh, very different. So just uh, at the same time, a nice little plug for advantages of, of mindfulness meditation. <laughs> I remember actually back when you had your own blog, you actually talked about struggling with the need i don't know if it was what how exactly you termed it but basically you felt like going off on certain patients right yeah 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 i think we've all felt that way and we all mature as clinicians um but uh i know we like to keep this at 10 minutes but i have a similar story yeah so there there, there was several red flags to this patient one of my um my secretary at the time back when i actually had a staff she said, hey, you know, this woman Googled you or she saw you on YouTube and she can't wait to meet you. She basically then proceeded to, after she scheduled her visit to tell me all about her condition for like 20 minutes and I had to almost pretty much hang up on her. That's not necessarily a red flag, but you know the people who just know everything about their condition. Right? Yes. I mean, it was like her whole medical history and not just storytelling. I mean, like every doctor that's ever failed her and just a lot of like the sea of endless practitioners, so to speak, as Butler would say. So I go, um, I'm maybe running one or two minutes late. I go to pick up the, the eval form, which I like to look at too. And I also always used to peek into the waiting room just to see how even they looked. And she's sitting there with her arms crossed, basically tapping her foot. And if, if other people could have sat away from her, they would. Like, it's just that kind of vibe, you know? Oh, yeah. She had a scowl in her face. I go to pick up the eval after looking at that. Um, because I was still using paper back then. So I get the clipboard and the only thing she did was write her name. <laughs> and she was early. You know, it's not like I know I understand when people don't want to feel fill it out when they're when they're running late, but she was early. She just refused to fill it out. That to me w became a red flag. <laughs> it, when it when they refused to fill it out but not for time right. reasons, you know, cuz I understand there might be other reasons why you, you're not going to fill this out. But she was at least 10, 15 minutes early. So I pull her back. I'm doing the history. I'm doing my normal kind of pain science education. She is kind of getting impatient. Uh, by, the, by the time I even get around to, so my typical history might take 15, 20 minutes. I kind of got the feeling that she was getting impatient. I tried not to pain science too much at that point because I felt like I was losing her. And then I just started measuring her range, just simply measuring her cervical range because she had cervical complaints or something. I don't exactly remember, but she's like, when when I had her first got her supine and I was about to do some intervertebral motion testing, because I think I still did that back then, 
she just sat up and she's like, this is such a effing waste of time. When are we going to get the treatment? And, and she basically did this. She's like, look, when I do this and she like flexed her head and she rotated one way or the other. And she's like, when I, when I come back up to neutral, now my head is crooked. And it looked like to me that, you know, her head wasn't crooked when she started, but she flexed fully, rotated to the left and to the right. And when she came back to, to neutral, her head was 10 degrees rotated to the left, say. And she was convinced that something was subluxed or out of place. And I needed to do some specific, very specific technique just for that. And that's the only thing she wanted addressed. When was I going to address that? Then she started saying she had a PhD. She did X amount of research every day online. And she just started screaming at me that everything I said was everything what I was saying and doing was a waste of time. <laughs> the whole she was yelling at me so bad that the entire clinic stopped. Like there was three other therapists, a couple students. I mean, it was a busy clinic. The whole clinic stops watching her ream me out. And I just kind of like put my hands up. I was on a stool. I rolled away from her and I said, look, you're obviously not happy with whatever we're doing here. You can just you know, I'm not going to consider this uh, any slight against you, but we should not work with each other. And you can take your script that your doctor gave you and go to a different clinic. She's like, how much do I owe? I'm like, you don't owe us anything. And very similar to your experience, I had patients and therapists come up and tell me like, I can't believe you didn't go off on that lady. Like you were so composed. And I mean, like my heart was pounding because normally when someone's screaming at you in your face, it's hard not to get that uh, sympathetic response, but uh, I almost can't believe that I didn't go off on her. Actually, I was I was way more of an immature clinician back then. <laughs> yeah, that's that's you know that I've never really been yelled at before. I've been now I've been doing I'm 12 years in, and that was the first time I've been yelled at like that. And again, someone who wasn't even my patient who I don't understand there. I, I that's the funniest part. You weren't even talking right. to them. And your patient was actually and getting very it. appreciative and really enjoy, yeah. was really enjoying it. <laughs> so yeah, it was just the idea of the <laughs> that's the best part of the story. Of both and yeah, I was, I was shocked and surprised, and I, I I had that same sort of sympathetic reaction like you did. And that it still lasted for you know it was still kind of simmering there even hours later, um, just because uh, yeah, it was just I first time had been just that intense and uh, you know, the volume it went she went like straight to eleven. Uh, right, 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 uh, right off the get-go there. But, yeah. Right. And I was, just, I was just smiling and laughing the entire time you were telling the story, actually. We could all laugh about yes, it now, and, you know, even though we had a sympathetic and response the good news is, again, not being my patient, she has still been back. She would, I guess she had been to other clinics and had not had a good experience, So she, but she was still coming back. We ha I have not really interacted with her since, um, but it did not at least affect the uh, her treatment with my colleagues. So that's another positive overall as well. Right. That's good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That BS you were spewing. She's like, thank God I'm not yeah. seeing that guy. <laughs> All right. Hey, Andrew, how can people find you? You can find online? me on uh, Twitter and Instagram, a Rothschild PT, uh, as well as Facebook, Andrew Rothschild, and hopefully blogging a little bit more often on uh, modern manual therapy. Right. And look for Andrew's course, The Eclectic Approach to Modern Patient Education, that has five basic tenets that uh, we don't think anyone else is currently doing. Um, mindfulness, nutrition, just general movement and exercise, sleep and recovery, and... Pain is the other uh, one. What am I missing? 
Oh, pain, pain science. science. <laughs> right, pain and pain science. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, that's the least important Hopefully one. Hopefully no one can yell at me after uh, uh, that either. Oh, man, <laughs> after you release the course, maybe you'll get even more Very people possible. yelling at you. Right. That's fine. That just means you're doing something right if you get such a passionate response. Yeah. So, all right. And you can also find me, modmt.com slash Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or Twitter to follow me in your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to Modern Manual Therapy blog at themanualtherapist.com so you can get email updates for our almost daily blog. Uh, you get discounts, exclusive discounts on edge mobility system products like the Edge Tool, Edge Restriction Cuffs, or BFR, and even our online courses. Uh, we will, Andrew, uh, myself, and Kyle Coffey, the Eclectic Approach to Modern Strength Training will be introducing a new online mastery or mentorship program uh, that's coming within the next month or two. We're super excited about that. So stay tuned for all these exciting things. I hope to see it in Eclectic Approach course soon. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or Google Podcasts. Uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes and thanks to UpDoc Mini for hosting.